welcome back to Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. I'm Lynn. And I'm Rochelle. And today we're talking about season four, episode one, called Lazarus Rising. Okay, first of all. <laughs> about I'll, the title? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This episode in particular. This is mm-hmm. the season four premiere. And it has one of the most badass introductions to a character <laughs> ever. Well, there's yeah. one more. There's one more, I think, next season. Maybe this season. A character has an equally badass introduction. I don't remember who it is. I mean, I know, like, around to... Yeah, I know who gets introduced around this time, but I don't remember entrances. Oh, okay. Well, there's only there's only two that really stick out to me. It's this one and the other one. And I can't tell yeah. you who it is because it's a spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. Yeah, but I love this episode. Okay, so we start out in hell. <laughs> what a terrible place to be, really. Yeah. We see a close-up of Dean's eyes as flashes of light go off all around him. We also hear lots of screaming going on. Then the screen goes black and Dean starts coughing. He flicks on his Zippo and we see that he is in a coffin. He tries to yell for help, but his throat is too dry. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? He starts hitting the lid of the coffin, and some dirt falls on him. So he breaks through one of the boards, and dirt pours down, uh, pours in, extinguishing his Zippo. Wouldn't you be, like, crushed, though? You, well, you would, you would be suffocating, for sure. I don't know about crushed. I mean, maybe. Because I feel like... I feel like it would be hard to swim out of that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like there was an episode of this. Oh, who was it? What was the guy's name? I don't remember. But it was like an escape artist type thing. He was like a magician. Slash like he would do these like death defying stunts or whatever. Right. So he like does all of these escape acts that have killed other escape. You know, so like he did um, this one where this escape artist magician whatever he was um where he was buried alive Mm -hmm. and you know he had to try and break free or whatever but like the weight of the dirt crushed him like he died he didn't make it through the stunt or whatever so i don't like i don't know if like how far down he was i think Mm -hmm. it was like you're gonna be buried you know in a coffin that's the same you know yeah what you would so i don't know like oh that sounds horrible yeah like how would he i don't know that was like the only thing that went through my mind at that time was like he wouldn't have survived that you know the only thing i can guess on is that maybe it wasn't buried to that deep yeah it was maybe Mm -hmm. like a shallow yeah yeah that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we cut to above ground. There's a wooden cross marking his grave. Dean's two hands shoot out from the ground and he pulls himself out of the hole. Creepy zombie hands. <laughs> yeah, I really liked that. Yeah. Actually, I love the way they did that. Uh-huh. So Dean stands up and looks around. He's in a clearing in some woods, but all the trees surrounding the clearing have been knocked down in a circle, which is a crazy look, I thought. Yeah. Like it looked like a big like bomb had gone off or something yeah and i think it's one of my notes was here is like what a great gift from mother earth a dean oh yes <laughs> like you, she sprouted a dean yeah she did that's awesome uh, then we get our opening title sequence so we cut to dean walking down a road he comes to an old gas station it's closed and no one is there so he breaks in or he breaks a window to get inside the first thing he does is drink a bunch of water and then he grabs a newspaper and looks at the date. The paper says Thursday, September 18th, 2008. So Dean splashes some water on his face and then looks in the mirror. 
He pulls his shirt up and looks at his body. <laughs> Take it off! <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I was just like, thank you. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so he flashes back um, to, what is this word? He, he, we get a flashback of him being ripped to shreds still, I think, by the hellhound or maybe being tortured in hell. I can't, this is an awkward sentence. <laughs> he flashes back to being ripped up i assume it was what i was trying to say probably so okay that sounds right <laughs> okay but i i guess i guess i was unclear if it was like the hellhound or if he was being tortured in hell what he was flashing back to i don't know yeah so um i can't remember the scene at all either so <laughs> i don't know um, i don't really remember it then he pulls up his left sleeve and sees a red raised handprint on his shoulder it looks like a huge hand-shaped blister right would you say it was a blister or not really a scar yeah, it looked kind of like a big welt. Yeah, it was like a puffy kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he grabs a bunch of snacks and water bottles and then checks out the magazine rack. He picks up a copy of Busty Asian Beauties and starts flipping through. That would be the first thing he did when he got back from hell. <laughs> <I know. laughs> then he adds the magazine to his sack of snacks. <laughs> he opens up the register and starts pulling money out. Then a TV on the counter turns on. It's all staticky. Dean turns it off, but then a radio turns on to some country music. The TV turns back on. Dean finds some salt for sale and starts lining the windows. There's a high-pitched ringing sound. It gets louder and louder, and then all the windows break. Not going to lie, that really hurt my ears. Oh, yeah. Me, too. (laughs) Yeah. So the ringing stops, and Dean goes out to the phone booth in the parking lot. He dials the number and gets the... gets the number not in service message he dials a number another number and bobby picks up he says yeah dean says bobby it's me bobby says who's me <laughs> dean says dean and then bobby hangs up on him just like uh, no yeah <laughs> so dean calls him back bobby says who is this dean says bobby listen to me bobby says this ain't funny call again and i'll kill you and he hangs up again <laughs> so dean hotwires one of the old cars parked in the parking lot and drives away we cut to dean knocking on bobby's front door Bobby opens it and looks shocked. Dean says, surprise. (laughs) Bobby says, I don't. Dean says, yeah, me neither. But here I am. Bobby grabs a knife and tries to stab him. (laughs) They fight. And Dean says, Bobby, it's me. Stop it. (laughs) Bobby says, my ass. Dean says, wait, your name is Robert Steven Singer. You became a hunter after your wife got possessed. You're about the closest thing I have to a father. Bobby, it's me. (sighs) You're like my daddy. (laughs) You're the better version. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So Bobby looks like he might believe him, but then he tries to stab him again. So they fight some more. Dean says, I'm not a shapeshifter. (laughs) Bobby says, then you're a revenant. Dean grabs the knife away from Bobby and says, if I was either, would I do this with a silver knife? And then he cuts his arm. Bobby says, Dean? Dean says, that's what I've been trying to tell you. Bobby looks overcome with emotion and they hug. I love it. I love it, too. I just really needed that. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Bobby says, it's good to see you, boy. Dean says, yeah, you too. Bobby says, but how did you bust out? Dean says, I don't know. I just woke up in a pine box. Then Bobby splashes holy water in Dean's face. Dean spits him out of his mouth and says, says, I'm not a demon either, you know. Bobby says, sorry, can't be too careful. So we cut to a few minutes later. Bobby says, that don't make a lick of sense. Dean says, yeah, you're preaching to the choir. Bobby says, Dean, your chest was ribbons. Your insides were slop. And you've been buried for four months. Even if you could slip out of hell and back into your meat suit. 
Dan says, I know. I should look like a thriller video reject. He looks much better than a <laughs> zombie. Yes, he does. <laughs> Bobby asks, what do you remember? Sorry, I need a drink of water. <laughs> it's all good. Just like, wait, hold on. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Bobby says, what do you remember? Dean says, not much. I remember I was a hellhound's chew toy and then lights out. Then I came to six feet under. That's it. Sam's number's not working. He's not. Bobby says, oh, he's alive as far as I know. Dean says, good. Wait, what do you mean as far as you know? Bobby says, I haven't talked to him for months. Dean says, you're kidding. You just let him go off by himself? (laughs) Bobby says, he was dead set on it. Dean says, Bobby, you should have been looking after him. Bobby says, I tried. These last months haven't been exactly easy, you know, for him or me. We had to bury you. Dean asks, why did you bury me anyway? Bobby says, I wanted you salted and burned. Usual drill, but Sam wouldn't have it. Dean says, well, I'm glad he won that one. (laughs) Bobby says, he said you'd need a body when he got you back home somehow. That's about all he said. He was quiet, real quiet. Then he just took off, wouldn't return my calls. I tried to find him, but he don't want to be found. Dean says, oh, damn it, Sammy. Oh, he got me home okay, but whatever he did, it's bad mojo. You should have seen the gravesite. It was like a nuke went off. Then there was this force, this presence. It blew past me at a fill-up joint. And then this. Dean pulls up his shirt sleeve and shows Bobby the blistered handprint. Bobby says, what in the hell? Dean says, yeah, it's like a demon just yanked me out or rode me out. (laughs) He got rode out of hell. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. I'm the one who gripped you tight and rode you out of hell. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody needs to make that (laughs) shirt. I wish that was the famous line. Okay, listen though. You know Misha would wear that shirt. I know. (laughs) You know he would. He would love that shirt. Jensen would be uncomfortable with it and Misha would be like, I'm selling them by the thousands. Yeah. That's so true. Uh, Okay. Bobby says, but why? Dean says, to hold up their end of the bargain. Bobby says, you think Sam made a deal. Dean says, it's what I would have done. So Dean makes a phone call to his cell phone company. He says he's lost his phone and asks them to turn the GPS on. He says his name is Wedge Antilles. Then he thanks them and hangs up. Bobby says, how'd you know he'd use that name? Dean says, you kidding me? What don't I know about that kid? Dean gets on a computer and goes to the phone company's website. He picks up an empty liquor bottle and says, Hey, Bobby, what's the deal with the liquor store, hmm? Your parents out of town or something? Bobby says, Like I said, the last few months ain't been all that easy. Dean says, Right. And they share a long look. Which is kind of nice. Yeah. You see, like, Bobby really, truly suffered. He found a liquor store and he drank it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. So on the computer, Dean has located Sam's phone. He's in Pontiac, Illinois. Bobby says, right near where you were planted. Dean says, right where I popped up. Hell of a coincidence, don't you think? So we cut to Pontiac, Illinois, the Astoria Hotel. Dean and Bobby knock on Sam's room's door. A girl in her underwear opens up and says, so where is it? Dean says, where's what? She says, the pizza that takes two guys to deliver. (laughs) Dean says, I think we got the wrong room. Then Sam comes to the door. They all stare at each other, and Dean says, Hey, you Sammy. 
Dean walks towards Sam, but then Sam tries to stab him with a knife. Like, not today, <laughs> Sam, yeah. not today. <laughs> right? <laughs> Bobby pulls Sam off Dean, and Sam asks, who are you? Dean says, like, you didn't do this. Sam's like, do what? And Bobby says, it's him. It's him, Sam. I've been through this already. It's really him. Sam says, but Dean says, I know. I look fantastic, huh? <laughs> so Sam and Dean hug, and Sam gets a little sniffly. Bobby looks like he's going to cry. They all look so cute. I know. And sad. <laughs> so it's a long hug, and the girl says, so are you two, like, together? <laughs> She's like, I feel like I'm confused, and why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> Sam says, what? No, he's my brother. She says, oh, got it, I guess. Look, I should probably go. Sam says, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Sorry. So we cut to Sam walking her out of the room. She says, so call me. Sam says, yeah, yeah, sure thing, Kathy. She says, Christy. (laughs) Sam says, right. And she leaves. So Dean says to Sam, so tell me, what did it cost? Sam says, the girl? I don't pay, Dean. (laughs) I love it, too. He was just, like, such the attitude with it. Yeah. I don't pay, Dean. Like, come on. Yeah. (laughs) Dean says, that's not funny, Sam. To bring me back, what did it cost? Was it just your soul, or was it something worse? Sam says, you think I made a deal? Bobby says, that's exactly what we think. Sam says, well, I didn't. Dean says, don't lie to me. Sam says, I'm not lying. Dean says, so what now? I'm off the hook, and you're on? Is that it? You some demon's bitch boy? I didn't want to be saved like this. Sam says, look, Dean, I wish I had done it, okay? Dean grabs Sam by his shirt and says, there's no other way that this could have gone down. Now tell me the truth. Sam says, I tried everything. That's the truth. I tried opening the devil's gate. Hell, I tried to bargain, Dean, but no demon would deal. All right. You were rotting in hell for months, for months, and I couldn't stop it. So I'm sorry it wasn't me. All right. Dean, I'm sorry. Dean says, it's okay, Sammy. You don't have to apologize. I believe you. I freaking love that part because like... (laughs) Sam is straight up like, look, I tried to bargain and make a deal. Nobody like, would. I, t- yeah. I tried to do it. Yeah. And I just think that's totally fucking bonkers. <laughs> yeah. It's like. But he would have. Yeah. Yeah. He would have done it. And he feels guilty of that he couldn't make a deal. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. That's heartbreaking. Bobby says, don't get me wrong. I am glad in that Sam's soul, rem- Sam's soul remains intact. But that does raise a sticky question. Dean says, if he didn't pull me out, then what did? So we cut to Sam handing Dean and Bobby some beers. Dean says, so what were you doing around here if you weren't digging me out of my grave? Sam says, well, once I figured out I would, I couldn't save you, I started hunting down Lilith, trying to get some payback. Bobby says, all by yourself? Who do you think you are, your old man? Sam says, yeah, I'm sorry, Bobby. I should have called. I was pretty messed up. Dean holds up a bra and says, oh, yeah, I really feel your pain. <laughs> Sam says, anyways, I was checking the demons out of Tennessee. I was checking these demons out of Tennessee, and out of nowhere, they took a hard left and booked up here. Dean asks, when? Sam says, yesterday morning. Dean says, when I busted out. Bobby says, you think these demons are here because of you? Sam says, but why? Dean says, well, I don't know. Some badass demon drags me out. Now this? It's got to be connected somehow. Bobby asks Dean, how are you feeling anyway? Dean says, I'm a little hungry. Bobby says, no. I mean, do you feel like yourself? Anything strange or different? And Dean asks, or demonic? Bobby, how many times do I have to prove I'm me? 
Bobby says, yeah, well, listen, no demons letting you loose out of the goodness of their hearts. They got to have something nasty planned. Dean says, well, I feel fine. Sam says, okay, look, we don't know what they're planning. We got a pile of questions and no shovel. We need help. Bobby says, I know a psychic a few hours from here. Something this big, maybe she's heard the other side talking. Dean says, hell yeah, it's worth a shot. Bobby excuses himself to make the call, and Sam says to Dean, hey, you probably want this back. Sam takes the Samulet necklace off his... Uh, <laughs> Sam takes the Samulet necklace off and hands it to Dean, who says, thanks. I love it. I know. Sam says, don't mention it. <laughs> Dean puts the Samulet back around his neck. Sam asks, hey, Dean, what was it like? Dean says, what? Hell? I don't know. I must have blacked it all out. I don't remember a damn thing. Sam says, thank God for that. Dean says, yeah. So we cut to Dean in the bathroom looking in the mirror. He gets real close to it, and we see some more flashes of his eyes when he was in hell. Lots of blood and lots of screaming. We cut to Sam and Dean and Bobby walking to their cars. Bobby says, she's about four hours down the interstate. Try to keep up. Sam says to Dean, I assume you'll want to drive. He throws Dean the keys, and Dean laughs and says, I almost forgot. To baby, he says, hey, sweetheart, did you miss me? <laughs> Dean gets behind the wheel and looks thrilled. Then he notices an iPod hooked up. <laughs> Dean says, what the hell is that? <laughs> what is this garbage? <laughs> Sam says, an iPod jack. Dean says, you're supposed to take care of her, not douche her up. <laughs> Sam says, Dean, I thought it was my car. Dean turns the car on, and some of Sam's music starts playing. <laughs> Dean says, really? And Dean grabs the iPod and throws it in the back. Just like, this is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> How could you? <laughs> As they're driving, Dean says, there's still one thing that's bothering me. The night that I bit it, or got bit, how'd you make it out? I thought, Lil <laughs> I thought Lilith was going to kill you. Sam says, well, she tried. She couldn't. She fired this, like bright light at me and it didn't leave a scratch like I was immune or something I don't know uh, who, I don't know who was more surprised her or me she left pretty fast after that Dean says what about Ruby where is she Sam says dead or in hell Dean says so you've been using your freaky ESP stuff Sam says no Dean says sure about that I mean now that you got immunity whatever the hell that is just wondering what other kind of weirdo crap you got going on <laughs> Sam says, nothing, Dean. Look, you didn't want me to go down that road, so I didn't go down that road. It was practically your dying wish. Dean says, yeah, well, let's keep it that way. So we cut to morning. Sam and Dean and Bobby arrive at Pamela Barnes' house. She opens the door and looks very happy to see Bobby again. She hugs him and kind of picks him up a little bit. <laughs> and he's just like, who? <laughs> I, I thought that was super cute. Bobby says, you're a sight for sore eyes. Pamela checks out Sam and Dean and says, so, are these the boys? Bobby says, Sam and Dean, Pamela Barnes, best damn psychic in the state. They all say hello, and Pamela says, mm-mm-mm. She's the cheeky one. Yeah. She says, Dean Winchester, <clears throat> out of the fire and back in the frying pan, huh? Makes you a rare individual. Dean says, if you say so. She invites them all inside, and Bobby asks, so, you hear anything? She said, well, I ouijied my way through a dozen spirits. No one seems to know who broke your boy out or why. Bobby says, so what's next? Pamela says, a seance, I think. See if we can see who did the deed. Bobby says, you're not going to summon the damn thing here. She says, no, I just want to get a sneak peek at it, like a crystal ball without the crystal. Dean says, I'm game. As Pamela is setting up for the seance, she bends over, and Dean notices a tattoo on her lower back. <laughs> it says, Jesse forever. Dean asks, Who's Jesse? 
She laughs and says, well, it wasn't forever. <laughs> Dean says, his loss. She says, might be your gain. <laughs> Dean looks pretty stoked. And he's like, yes. <laughs> and he says to Sam, dude, I'm so in. <laughs> Sam says, yeah, she's going to eat you alive. Dean says, hey, I just got out of jail. Bring it. <laughs> Pamela says to Sam, you're invited too, grumpy. <clears throat> Dean says, you are not invited. <laughs> <laughs> so defensive. <laughs> like, listen, I just got out of hell. This I is know. mine. <laughs> I've been rehymenated. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I did not make that up. I did not make that up. I don't know where I heard that. Did it? Do they say it in the Supernatural episode? I mean, I remember them having an episode where something like that. Occurs, I wonder. I either but got not it from like. I don't want to give anything away. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. remember like that specific. Term I swear I didn't make that up my own. Like, I either got it. Might have. Yeah. I either got it from the show or possibly Battlestar Galactica, and maybe not Battlestar Galactica. Maybe I got it from a podcast about Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't be sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I could see where they would maybe say that. Yeah. In a supernatural episode, especially later on, where there's mm-hmm. yeah, but I, you know. I don't know. Okay, well, I just can't take credit for it. <laughs> so we cut to everyone sitting around the seance table. Pamela says, take each other's hands, and I need to touch something our mystery monster touched. Dean says, whoa, well, he didn't touch me there. <laughs> Pamela laughs and says, my mistake. She's like, aw. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. Dean pulls up his shirt sleeve, and Pamela puts her hand on the blistered handprint on Dean's shoulder. Pamela says, I invoke, conjure, and command you. Appear unto me before this circle. I invoke, conjure, and command you. Appear unto me before this circle. Castiel? No. Sorry, Castiel. I don't scare easy. Dean says, Castiel? Pamela says, it's name. It's whispering to me, warning to turn back. I conjure and command you. Show me your face. She repeats this over and over. Everything starts to shake. Bobby says, maybe we should stop. Mm. Pamela says, I almost got it. Show me your face now. Then she screams as her eyes burn out of her freaking head. <laughs> Bobby yells, call 911. Bobby holds Pamela as she opens her eyes. They are literally gone. Castiel's burning some eyeballs all yeah. up in there. <laughs> right? Jeez. Uh, she says, I can't see. So we cut to Johnny Mac's diner. Uh, Bam. Bam. I meant Sam. <laughs> Bam, Bam. Bam, Bam. <laughs> Sam sits down at a table with Dean, who asks, what did Bobby say? Sam says, uh, Pam's stable and out of ICU. Dean says, and blind because of us. Sam says, and we still have no clue what we're dealing with. Dean says, that's not entirely true. We got a name, Castiel or whatever. With the right mumbo jumbo, we could summon him and bring him right to us. Sam says, you're crazy. Absolutely not. Dean says, we'll work him over. I mean, after what he did? Sam says, Pam put, took a peek at him and her eyes burned out of her skull. And you want to have a face-to-face? Mm-hmm. Dean says, you got a better idea? Sam says, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. I followed some demons to town, right? So we'll go find them. Someone's got to know something about something. Just then the waitress comes over. She puts her food in front of them and then sits down with them. Dean says, you angling for a tip? She says, I'm sorry. I thought you were looking for us. And her eyes go demon black. Another demon goes and locks the diner doors. Um, I totally love this actress. She looks 
vaguely familiar, even though I don't really know why. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. just because, like, I've seen this episode before. Maybe. Or if it's, like, maybe she's in something else. Or somebody, like, looks like her yeah. that's in something else. I don't know. The only other thing I've seen her in is Battlestar Galactica. And she doesn't have a big role, but she does... Um, she is in quite a few episodes, so it was kind of fun to see her again. Yeah, I've never seen that, so I wouldn't have seen her from that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the waitress says, Dean, to hell and back, aren't you a lucky duck? So you just get a stroll out of the pit, huh? Tell me, what makes you so special? Dean says, I like to think it's because of my perky nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was the... Wait, what? Who... Dean says that. I thought it was the demon girl that said it no she was she asked him what makes you so special how do you get out of hell and he says my perky nipples i could have swore i wrote it down as she was the one that said it oh no for sure huh well (laughs) (laughs) that makes it even better (laughs) yes it does (laughs) he says i don't know it wasn't my doing i don't know who pulled me out she says right you don't lying's a sin you know Dean says, I'm not lying, but I'd like to find out, so if you wouldn't mind enlightening me, Flo. She says, mind your tone with me, boy. I'll drag you back to hell myself. Dean says, no, you won't, because if you were, you'd have done it already. The fact is, you don't know who cut me loose, and you're just as spooked as we are, and you're looking for some answers. Well, maybe it was some turbocharged spirit, hmm? Or a Godzilla, or some big bad boss demon. But I'm guessing at your pay grade, they don't tell you squat, because... Whoever it was, they want me out, and they're a lot stronger than you. So go ahead. Send me back. But don't come crawling to me when they show up on your front doorstep with some Vaseline and a fire hose. (laughs) Okay. What? Vaseline? Uh Uh-huh. Lube for the fire hose. That is not okay. (laughs) That would kill you. (laughs) I think that's the point. (laughs) Ow. You'd be blasted. <laughs> I don't feel good. <laughs> you wouldn't feel good. <laughs> I just, I wrote it down and I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Ouch. That's the worst enema you'll ever receive. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> enema by fire hose. I don't like it. I don't, yeah, no. Mm-mm. You think if they were going to go do something that horrific, they wouldn't be like, let's get the Vaseline first, you know? I mean, (laughs) so (laughs) the only thing that I could think of is why they would even have Vaseline if they're trying to torture somebody like that is because it just wouldn't work without it. (laughs) I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I mean, I I mean, I've never really seen a fire hose to know how girthy it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rochelle <They're> is large. <laughs> wow. I've sprayed a fire hose before. Oh, really? Yeah. At um, the Girl Scout camp that I would go to. Well, I went to it when I was a kid, and then I was, a like, a leader there for a while. Um, mm-hmm. They would have a day in the middle of the week where a fire truck would come in, and they'd do, like, you get to, like... You know, see what all the parts on the fire truck were, and they cool. like, oh, here's where we keep this, here's where we keep this. This is like a water tank. This is what you know, whatever. And then they would take out. Um, I don't remember if they did, if they took out like they took out the smaller hose, which was like me, okay, like that. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you'd have like a couple of people, and they would help because it's like a lot of water pressure, right? And we would like 
fire the hose into like the trees or whatever to yeah. like see what it was like. You know, it was That's kind of fun. Cool. Yeah. I like that. Well, they are much thicker than I <laughs> guessed. Yeah. Not I mean the hose for the smaller one was like probably that big around. Mm-hmm. And like the nozzle on the end of it is bigger than that. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, the bigger hoses were I mean like like cuz they have them like flat Right, to right, right. Wind them up right, and they were probably like that big. Holy crap! So yeah, they're mm, very. You want, so you, you would want the smaller fire hose yeah. if that was gonna happen, and too. you would definitely need the Vaseline. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the waitress says, "I'm gonna reach down your throat and rip out your lungs." Then Dean slaps her, but she does nothing. He slaps her again, and she just looks embarrassed. Dean says, "That's what I thought. Let's go, Sam." He pulls some money out of his pocket and says, for the pie. Sam and Dean leave the diner, and outside, Dean says, holy crap, that was close. Sam says, we're not just going to leave them in there, are we, Dean? Dean says, well, yeah, there's three of them, probably more. we only got one knife between us. Sam says, I've been killing a lot more demons than that lately. Dean says, not anymore. The smarter brother's back in town. <laughs> Sam says, Dean, we got to take them. They're dangerous. Dean says, they're scared, scared of whatever had the juice to yank me out. We're dealing with a bad mofo here, one job at a time. So we cut to the boys' hotel room. Dean is asleep on the couch. We see Sam sneak out and drive away in baby. In the hotel room, the TV turns on and and to static, and the radio also turns on. The noise wakes up Dean, and he grabs his gun. The high-pitched noise starts up and breaks all the windows as well as the ceiling mirrors. (laughs) More ceiling mirrors. You know, because they stay in classy joints. (laughs) Exactly. Bobby busts into the room, and the noise stops. So we cut to Dean and Bobby in Bobby's car. Dean is wiping away blood from his ears. Bobby says, how you doing, kid? Dean says, aside from the church bells ringing in my head, peachy. Then he calls Sam, who answers. Dean asks, what are you doing? Sam says, couldn't sleep. Went to get a burger. Dean says, in my car? Sam says, force a habit. Sorry. What are you doing up? Um, Dean says, well, Bobby's back. We're going to grab a beer. Sam says, all right, well, spill some for me, huh? Dean says, done. Yeah, I'll catch you later. So they hang up, and we stay with Sam. He's outside the Johnny Max diner. We cut back to Dean and Bobby. Bobby asks, why the hell didn't you tell him? Dean says, because he just tried to stop us. Bobby says, from what? Dean says, summoning this thing. It's time we face it head on. Bobby says, you can't be serious. Dean says, as a heart attack. It's high noon, baby. (laughs) Bobby (laughs) (laughs) Bobby says, we don't know what it is. It could be a demon. It could be anything. Dean says, that's why we got to be ready for anything. We got the big time magic knife. You got an arsenal in the trunk. Bobby says, this is a bad idea. Dean says, I couldn't agree more, but what other choice do we have? Bobby says, we could choose life. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> I know, like, um, hello, we could live through this. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Dean says, Bobby, whatever this is, whatever it wants, it's after me. That much we know, right? Well, I got no place to hide. I can either get caught with my pants down again, or we can make our stand. Bobby says, Dean, we could use Sam for this. Dean says, nah, he's better off where he is. So we cut to Sam sneaking his way into the diner. He sees a dead body on the floor with its eyes burned out. Just then the waitress from before tackles him and starts punching him in the face over and over. They fight a bit and then Sam sees that her eyes are also burnt out. Sam says, your eyes. She says, I could still sell. I could still smell your soul a mile away. Sam says, who was here? You saw it. She says, I saw it. Sam asks, what was it? 
She says, it's the end. We're dead. We're all dead. Sam asks, what did you see? She says, go to hell. Sam says, funny. I was going to say the same thing to you. Then he holds his hand up and closes his eyes. The waitress looks like she's barfing out her demon smoke, <laughs> which pools on the floor and then burns away. The waitress collapses. What were you going to say? Oh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say the smoke effect has gotten much better. I really thought it was cool, too, how that made it look like she was throwing it up. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I just thought that was awesome looking. But, yeah, and yeah. then it kind of pools on the ground and mm-hmm. kind of charcoal burns out. Yeah, well, even, like, the smoke coming out of her, you know, like, mm-hmm. it just, like, the whole, the quality of the smoke itself yes. looks a lot better. Yeah. So she collapses on the floor, and Sam checks her pulse. He says, damn it. Oh, yawning. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, then the girl who was in Sam's hotel room at the beginning of the episode walks into the diner. She says, getting pretty slick there, Sam. Better all the time. Sam says, what the hell's going on around here, Ruby? She says, I wish I knew. Sam says, oh, I just want to back up for a second. So this is Ruby. <laughs> yeah. This is Ruby in a new meat suit. Mm-hmm. And she was in Sam's room in her panties. Mm-hmm. She had her pants off. Yeah. <laughs> there was no pants. She left in sight. a bra. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... There's some going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, P.S. Her name's not Christy. <laughs> I, that's just something they like came up with on the fly. He's like, yeah. "Okay, Kathy," and she's like, "Christy." And I kind of think that's hilarious. Yeah, how they just decided to like do that on the fly. I mean, why not? It's funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's super funny. So okay. Anyway, so this is Ruby. Ruby number two. Uh, Sam says we were thinking some high loving demon pulled Dean out. Ruby says, no way. Sam, human souls don't just walk out of hell and back into their bodies easy. The sky bleeds, the ground quakes, it's cosmic. No demon can swing that. Not Lilith, not anybody. Sam asks, then what can? And she says, nothing I've ever seen before. So we cut to Bobby and Dean. They're in a big barn. Bobby's spray painting symbols all over the inside. Dean says, that's a hell of an art project you got going there. I mean, that place is decorated. (laughs) It is. It really is. (laughs) Bobby says, traps and talismans from every faith on the globe. How are you doing? Dean says, steaks, iron, silver, salt, a knife. I mean, we're pretty much set to catch and kill anything I've ever heard of. Bobby says, this is still a bad idea. (laughs) Dean says, yeah, Bobby, I heard you the first ten times. What do you say we ring the dinner bell? So Bobby starts the summoning spell. We cut back to Sam and Ruby. She says, so, million dollar question, are you going to tell Dean about what we're doing? Sam says, yeah, I just got to figure out the right way to say it. Look, I just need some time, okay? That's all. Ruby says, Sam, he's going to find out, and if it's not from you, he's going to be pissed. Sam says, oh, he's going to be pissed anyways. (laughs) He's so hard-headed about this psychic stuff. He'll just try and stop me. Ruby says, look, maybe I'll just take a step back for a while. I mean, I'm not exactly in your brother's fan club, but he is your brother, and I'm not going to come in between you. Sam says, I don't know if what I'm doing is right. Hell, I don't even know if I trust you. She says, thanks. <laughs> Sam says, what I do know is that I'm saving people and stopping demons, and that feels good. I want to keep going. So we cut back to Dean and Bobby. They're looking pretty bored. Dean says, you sure you did the ritual right? Bobby gives him a look, and Dean says, sorry, touchy, touchy, <laughs> huh? Then the metal roof starts banging up and down on the boards. Dean says, wishful thinking, but maybe it's just the wind. <laughs> then the light bulbs start exploding, and there's sparks going off everywhere. The barn doors open, and in walks Castiel. 
He's got hey. a, I know. Cue to my favorite character. <laughs> I love this man. <laughs> I love him. Um, so he's got a very stoic expression on his face, which doesn't change, even though Dean and Bobby keep shooting at him. Castiel walks up to Dean, and Dean asks, Who are you? Castiel mm-hmm. says, I'm the one who gripped you tight and raised you from perdition. <laughs> and didn't write about hell. <laughs> <laughs> Although uh, there's enough fan fiction I, out there. Oh, there is. <laughs> there is. I just saw, I think I showed you, I saw a fan, um, some art today of Castiel uh, raising Dean from perdition. Yeah. I almost said roading. Not okay. But in this artwork, Dean is in butt-ass naked. Yeah. And it looks like he's got fire shooting out of his ass. <laughs> I mean, okay, so... What's the worst thing? One of the worst things that could happen to your butt is after you eat a lot of really, really spicy food. <laughs> and like, you are in hell, so fire butt. No, you've got fire butt. It's a Naked thing. fire butt. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So that's the thing I saw today. It was pretty cool. Dean says, Yeah, thanks for that. Then he stabs Castiel with a demon killing knife, but nothing happens. Castiel pulls the knife out and drops it on the floor. Bobby tries to hit him with a crowbar, but Castiel grabs it and touches Bobby on the forehead. Bobby collapses. Castiel says, we need to talk, Dean, alone. Your friend is alive. Dean says, who are you? Castiel says his name, and Dean says, yeah, I figured that much. I mean, what are you? Castiel says, I'm an angel of the Lord. Dean says, get the hell out of here. There's no such thing. Like, uh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Castiel says, this is your problem, Dean. You have no faith. Then there's the sound of thunder and a bright light shines on Castiel. We see the shadow of his wings on the wall behind him. Dean says, some angel you are. You burned out that poor woman's eyes. Castiel says, I warned her not to spy on my true form. It can be overwhelming to humans. So can my real voice. But you already knew that. Dean says, you mean the gas station in the motel? That was you talking? (laughs) Buddy, next time, lower the volume. Castiel says, that was my mistake. Certain people, special people, can perceive my true visage. I thought you would be one of them. I was wrong. Dean asks, and what visage are you in now, huh? What, holy tax accountant? (laughs) Castiel says this. This is a vessel. Dean says, so you're possessing sword... You're possessing some poor bastard. Castiel says, he's a devout man. He actually prayed for this. Dean says, look, pal, I'm... Look, pal. I said look, pill. <laughs> look, you little pill. <laughs> look, pal. I'm not buying what you're selling. So who are you, really? Castiel says, I told you. Dean says, right. And why would an angel rescue me from hell? Castiel says, good things do happen, Dean. Dean says, not in my experience. Castiel says, what's the matter? You don't think you deserve to be saved. Dean says, why'd you do it? Castiel says, because God commanded it, because we have work for you. And credits. Okay, so I really like this episode. (laughs) I love this episode. (laughs) I just think it's just the best introduction to a character. He just looks so badass with, Mm -hmm. like, all the light bulbs sparking around him, and he's not even flinching. And he's just getting, like, shot and stabbed. and He's just like, no big deal. He's like, whatever. (laughs) It's It's all chill, yo. (laughs) So I just, I love that entrance. Yeah. I think, um... 
<laughs> I wrote it. He really shows up in a blaze of glory. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he I does. I mean, kind of, you know? Like, there's plenty of lightning. Or lightning. There's plenty of, like, light sparks and little, you know, all sorts yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, okay, so my thoughts. <laughs> I, I one of my wrote I, one of my wrote my <laughs> notes I wrote that sort of beauty knocks down trees. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it does. Misha Collins, who plays Castiel, is so beautiful. But they kinda, all are. They're, yeah. Oh, they it's are. It's just not fair. <laughs> I know it. I know it. I just I freaking love this character. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's, it's fun to see him so badass right at the beginning. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really want to spoil things, but I'm not going <laughs> to. I know, right? There's so many good things. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <coughs> ooh. Also, I totally didn't remember that, like, they called her Christy. Yeah. At all. You know? Like, it just wasn't even a thing. It was like, oh, that's Ruby. You know? But, yeah. like, I don't know. I feel like there's some things... That would have been something that I would have remembered, maybe. Oh, yeah, you know? really? Like, oh, it's a, this is what they said her name was, but it's actually this, where mm-hmm. I just, like, didn't... I mean, maybe because at the time, I didn't... Um, well, I didn't really... Like, I didn't know, so I, it didn't register, you I don't know? think it comes up again. No, it didn't, but, like, yeah. I, at the time that I watched the episode the first time, which, okay. you know, like, you don't know that it's Ruby at that point, so it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, random check, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't remember the name. Mm-hmm. But, um, anyways, Dean and Baby is, like, the best love story ever. <laughs> I know. You know. Way better than Twilight. <laughs> I keep seeing things on Tumblr where people want an episode where Baby becomes a human. Mm-hmm. And the person that they want to play Baby is... John Barrowman, the guy, that big cardboard cutout right there. I feel like it just wouldn't be right if it wasn't a girl that played Baby, though. I think it would be fucking hilarious if it was a flamboyant gay man. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. That would be amazing. Dean would be like, I know. It would be amazing. We saw John Barrowman um, do a panel at, um, oh, where were we? Uh, We were in Oregon. Mm Mm-hmm at some convention and he was there and um i was trying to get eric to go, to ask him a question because there was like short lines to do it mm-hmm. and i wanted him to say to ask when are you going to be on supernatural mm-hmm. and what kind of character you want to be but eric didn't do it oh he was so great though he came out in the tardis dress and like <laughs> tardis leggings and high heels and like was just dancing and singing around and we were just like this is the best thing ever <laughs> like- where have you been all yeah, my life? Yeah, <laughs> it was just everything I ever needed. <laughs> so, anyways, I love John Barrowman. Yay. Okay. Yeah. And sorry, I just, like, hijacked your thought. Oh, no, no, no. That was it. That was my last one. Okay. It was just, like, yeah, Dean and Baby is, like, one of the best love stories ever. It truly like, is. Truly. there. It's unconditional love. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, it's a thing. <laughs> so, our interesting facts for this one. Um... It says, when Dean calls up the cell company to track Sam's phone, he uses the name Wedge Antilles. Um, This is the name of the rogue squadron fighter in Star Wars. Uh, Wedge Antilles, portrayed by Dennis Lawson, is the only non-main character to appear in all three original Star Wars films and survive. (laughs) Um, When Dean 
when Dean tracks <laughs> Sam's <laughs> cell phone. Oh, boy. <laughs> he finds he's in Pontiac, Illinois. Um, this is also the home of uh, Castiel's vessel. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, the first... Whoa. What did I do? Okay. <laughs> I pressed a button. Or I didn't press a button. I had a little, like, ad pop up, and I was like, what's oh, going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so this is the first appearance of Genevieve Cortez, which is now Padalecki, yep. um, as the demon Ruby. Um, it's the first appearance of the angel Castiel, played by Misha Collins. Uh, a picture of Sid Vicious hangs above the fire mantle at the psych- psychic's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, listen. Just, it's totally fine. I can't English. I messed up a lot. <laughs> uh, where am I? Oh, uh, Dean crawling out of his coffin and across the street to the gas station, as well as chugging water, was reminiscent of Beatrix Kiddo's rise from her grave and Kill Bill. Hmm. I remember seeing... I've heard of it, but I don't even know what it's about. You've never seen Kill Bill? No. I, like, I've heard the title, but that's it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a great movie. I mean, there are two movies, mm-hmm. and um, they're both very different from each other. But um, I don't remember. I don't remember what, it, what, um, what you just read. I don't remember that scene. Yeah. Um, It's very violent and very graphic. At one point, they had to, during a fight scene, they had to make it black and white Mm -hmm. because it was too much gore to keep the R rating. Too much blood. It was, the first one, I had a hard time watching it because there's, like, some rape things. Yeah. And that's hard for me to deal with. Yeah. But I've never seen anything so gory. Mm. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I've never seen anything so prolonged gory. Oh, Just yeah. like 10 minutes of chopping off limbs. and Ew. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's one thing if they're like, oh, chop off a hand or chop mm-hmm. off this or whatever, you know, like, but if it's just constant. <laughs> it's a then... constant. It's this woman who um, wakes up from a coma mm-hmm. and she was, um, the she, she, I don't remember how she got in the coma. I think she got shot. She was very pregnant when she went into this coma. She's mm-hmm. not pregnant now. Yeah. And um, she was part of this group of assassins. Mm-hmm. I can't quite remember. This is pretty old now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and they all together, along with their leader, whose name is Bill, mm-hmm. conspired to murder her. Huh. But it didn't work. She's been in this coma. And so now she's taking her revenge. And that's what the two movies are about. Oh, huh. Mm-hmm. Well... And, uh, yeah, it's great. It's great to see. It is a Tarantino movie, Mm -hmm. so, or two movies, so. Yeah. You can expect lots of gore and (laughs) all that. I I liked it, but the first first time I watched the first movie, I saw it in the theater, and I came out of there not feeling good. Yeah. (laughs) And I wasn't feeling good about life. I wasn't feeling good about myself. Yeah. You know, I was just just like, like, uh. (laughs) And then a week later, I thought, wow, that was awesome. I need to see it again. And I did, and I loved it. Huh, that's yeah. interesting. Your it brain just, just had to, like, process it a little, you know? a lot to process, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well. Anyway, sorry. That's Kill Bill. <laughs> that was all good. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, when Pamela is introduced to the medium, her name is given... 
Oh, when we're introduced to is, Pamela? I think they meant when Pamela is introduced as the medium. Okay. Um, her name is given as Pamela Barnes, uh, which is Victoria Principal's character on Dallas. Oh, I've never seen Dallas. I don't. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Hmm. Uh, in this episode, Bobby shouts at Dean, then you're a revenant. Um, in the sci-fi show, Winona Earp, uh, that is what she fights. The actress who plays Winona, Melanie Scarfano, also appeared in Supernatural in the episode What Is and What Should Never Be as the Jin's other victim. Oh, okay. Um, there's a new intro for then, now, Supernatural, The Road Traveled So Far. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the second consecutive season of three, which used an ACDC song to accompany the opening recap. Uh, the third season used Hell's Bells. This season used You Shook Me All Night Long, and season five uses Thunderstruck. Oh, that's cool. Um, let's see. Um, in the scene in the gas station, a small band-aid can be seen on one of Jensen's forearms. This is because the props team used real glass, and when Dean throws himself to the floor during the attack of the Presence, which later turns out to be Castiel, trying to communicate in his real voice, uh, Jensen got several cuts on his arms because of the glass. Jeez. <laughs> Why did they that, use real glass? I don't... That doesn't seem like a smart decision to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. <laughs> like, it must have just looked so much better that it was fine with everybody, but still, it just... It seems smart. No, it seems sharp. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it seems. Wow. <laughs> uh, this is the first episode in which we see a character cut himself with a silver knife to prove that he isn't a shapeshifter or any other kind of monster which is affected by silver. Um, Bobby men- mentions a revenant, but such a monster has never actually been been on... <laughs> has never actually been seen on Supernatural to date, but I don't know when they... I think... The- I- I think when we meet, um, I'm just going to say his name. It's not going to say what he is. Yeah. Uh, oh, nope. That's going to spoil some stuff. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember hearing of a revenant, but maybe. I don't know. It's. I might be thinking of a ghoul, but isn't a revenant and a ghoul the same thing in Supernatural? I honestly don't know. Okay. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> um, Bobby also throws holy water on Dean to be sure he isn't a demon. Um, and then there's other... Spoilers that I'm not going to read. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's the first appearance of a normal angel. Um, that's all I can read from that one. <laughs> um, when Bobby Singer is testing... Dean to see what he is. Dean says, your name is Robert Steven Singer. Uh, Robert Singer is the name of one of the executive producers of the show. Yeah, I I think um, I read somewhere in an interview with him where he was just supposed to be... Because Bobby was wasn't supposed to be a reoccurring character. Yeah, he's yeah. only supposed to be in like one or two episodes. So mm-hmm. they just they named Bobby after him. Yeah, and then he became a character that stuck around. So mm-hmm. they wouldn't have done that if they knew he was going to stick around. Yeah. So it was just like, oh, it's just a character will be in a couple episodes, so mm-hmm. we can name him after you. Yeah. I don't know if what I just said made sense. Did that yeah. make sense? Okay, I got it. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so the last one, uh, when Bobby takes the boys to see Pamela Barnes, the psychic, he greets her with the phrase, you're a sight for sore eyes. This is ironic, since later in the episode, Castiel burns Pamela's eyes out. Oh, man. Yeah, it's not a happy... No. That's <laughs> not what we were going for, but also, we forgot to do our favorite moment. Oh, you're right. So, what's your favorite moment? <laughs> oh, um... Oh, jeez. Uh, there's a lot of good moments in this one. 
Um, I really liked that whole interaction with um, when we first see Ruby in her underwear. Okay, I don't mean that. I, like, <laughs> I said that weird. I like it. When we see Ruby in her underwear. <laughs> I just mean that I thought it was so funny. The whole scene where like Sam and Dean like emotionally hug for a, mm-hmm. a long time, and Ruby's like. Are you guys like together? <laughs> like, what's happening right and now? Then, and then Sam walks her to the door and he's like, Bye, Kathy. And she's like, It's Christy. And just the, just the fact that they were like just doing that for fun, I just love that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, I've always been a little bit, obviously, like, she's been Ruby for a little while, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I just, I thought it was interesting because they're just like, Oh, I don't know what he, when you know, I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> I, I'm just like they I do don't know. show in a later episode how she comes to be in that meat suit. Yeah, I just kind of remember thinking the first couple times that I watched this episode, like I wonder if she's actually her at that point, or if it's like in between, like when. Dean meets her and she's like, my name's Christy. And then like... No, because they they show her... I'm going to spoil this. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) They show her going into that meat suit and that meat suit is like comatose in a hospital. Yeah. And so like brain dead not coming back. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I just... It was kind of just the first couple times that I watched it. I was like, are we sure? You know? Mm -hmm. But anyways... um. Yeah, my favorite is also, I think, the the Sam and Dean hug, but also the Bobby and Dean hug. The Bobby and like, Dean hug was good. It was so good. <laughs> I also, when Sam and Dean have their hug, I love how Bobby could just, like, barely contain his emotions. I know, he's just like, I'm keeping it together by nothing. You know, but he like, looks like barely. he's going to, like, burst into tears, and it's just so, Bobby just really loves them. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's like, what if my boys is back from the dead? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We're fine. We're not feeling things. <laughs> Nothing. Not at all. I'm just stone cold, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, our research for this week. Um, this is off of JW.org. Um, we looked up angels because you know this is our first angel sighting oh, before we go into this what did mm-hmm. we learn about the angel Cassiel? so because because castiel was named after the actual angel Cassiel. yeah right? they here let me pull up the thing that i had here okay sorry i didn't mean to bust that on you oh no no, no no it's fine i had it um from what i remember here let me just look it up so that way i don't okay misquote it I had it pulled up earlier, and then I closed out of it. So, um... uh, Sorry, I know I just sprung that on you. Oh, no, no, it's fine. Um, So, what I found on Cassiel earlier... Um, it's a Latin name. It means speed of God. Uh, he, this is off of beliefnet.com. Um, he's an archangel in post-biblical Judeo-Christian religion. Um, unlike a lot of other angels, he's known for simply watching the events of the cosmos unfold with little interference. Uh, he is the angel of solitude and tears and is said to oversee the deaths of kings. Oh. Um, 
he's also he's often included in lists as being one of the seven archangels and most times is associated with the seventh heaven um in some cultures history books state he fell in love with the idea behind the righteous man and that he's one of the rarest of angels because he developed human emotions oh my goodness um so, which is kind of funny if you yeah, <laughs> think about Castiel later on. But also, so the name is supposed to mean either speed of God or God is my anger. Wow. So, um, yeah, that's that's Castiel. Um, but there wasn't really much on him other mm-hmm. than that. Like, that was pretty much the bulk of the information. Yeah. So, I was like, let's just go with angels that's so interesting (laughs) i did not realize he was an archangel yeah um well and this is i don't know if this is in if that's in the bible in Mm -hmm. whatever right Um, right because you know there's different you know like you've got like jewish people have their holy books and then there's you know the bible and there's all these different you know everybody's mm-hmm. got their own books so it's kind of hard to, it's like right. okay you know did this come from this did this come from this whatever but right. um so our angel our generic angel mm-hmm. <laughs> um research off of jw.org um it says uh it says who or what are angels. That's the title. Um, it says angels are beings who have greater power and ability than humans. Um, they exist in heaven or in, or the spirit realm, which is a level of existence higher than the physical universe. Um, thus they are also referred to as spirits. Um, it says, where do angels come from? Uh, God created the angels through Jesus, whom the Bible calls the firstborn of all creation. Describing how God uses Je- used Jesus in creation, the Bible says, by means of Jesus, all other things were created in the heavens and on the earth, the things visible and the things invisible, including the angels. Um, angels do not marry and reproduce. Instead, each of these sons of the true God was individually created. Um, angels were created in the distant past before past (laughs) before Mm -hmm. the earth existed Uh, when god created the earth the angels began shouting in applause um i'm leaving out all the different verse references here yeah yeah um um, so it says how many angels are there uh the bible does not give an exact figure but it does show that their number is vast for example a vision given to the apostle john included a glimpse of hundreds of millions of angels wow um says do individual or do angels have individual names and personalities it says yes the bible gives the names of two angels michael and gabriel um other angels acknowledge that they had names but they did not reveal them Uh, angels have distinct personalities they can communicate with one another Um, they have thinking ability and are able to compose expressions of praise to god Um, and they have the freedom to choose between what right and wrong is seen um as seen when some of them sinned by joining Satan in his rebellion against God. Um, uh, are there different ranks among the angels? Uh, it says, yes, the angel greatest in both power and authority is Michael, the archangel. Um, seraphs are high-ranking angels who are stationed near Jehovah's throne. Um, cherubs form another high-ranking order of angels having special duties. For example, cherubs guarded the entrance to the Garden of Eden after Adam and Eve were expelled. Hmm. Um, it says, do angels help people? It says, yes, God uses his faithful, faithful angels to help people today. Um, angels are used by God as he directs his servants in the preaching of the good news of the kingdom of God. Um, this direction benefits both those preaching and those hearing the good news. 
Angels help to keep the Christian congregation free of contam- contamination by wicked people. Um, angels guide and protect those who are faithful to God. And it says, soon the angels will bring relief to mankind by fighting alongside Jesus to eliminate wickedness. Um, wow. I mean, they're they're warriors. Like, when you yeah. read about angels in the Bible, they're not, like, cute, fluffy things. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're warriors. They're there to, like, they're for purpose, you know. Mm-hmm. And in the Bible, it says, like, if you could see what's going, like, if the veil were to be lifted from our eyes, like, and you were to see what's going on, like, there would be, it's like there's a war constantly going on between angels and demons. And, like, oh, my it's goodness. a whole, like, I didn't know that. they're not cute fluffy things yeah okay (laughs) and they have like moments where i mean so in the bible there's moments when like an angel comes to you know say like to be seen by human and say like give them a message and everything and every time it's like their first thing is do not be afraid you know because they're Mm -hmm. not supposed to be i mean they're supposed to be terrifying and powerful yeah so Hmm. um says, do we each have a guardian guardian angel? Um, Although angels look out for the spiritual welfare of God's servants, this does not necessarily mean that God assigns an angel to each Christian as a personal guardian. (laughs) We don't get our our pet angels. (laughs) Angels do not protect God's servants from every trial or temptation. Uh, The Bible shows that God will often make the way out of a trial by giving a person the wisdom and strength to endure. Um, so this part I thought was interesting. That's misconceptions about angels. Um, and the misconception is all angels are good. Uh, the fact is the Bible refers to the wicked spirit forces and the angels who sinned. Um, these wicked angels are demons who joined Satan and rebelling against God. So when, well, when Lucifer rebelled there, he rebelled with other angels and he, you know, they all fell, and mm-hmm. he became Satan, and then all the other angels that fell became demons. So are all demons used to be angels? Um, I would assume so, yeah. yeah okay. but from what I, yeah, from what I remember learning, it's like, you know, demons are fallen angels. Like okay, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh, let's see. Uh, the the next misconception is that angels are immortal. Uh, the fact is that wicked angels, including Satan, will be destroyed. So, not that... They they don't, like, die, but they can be killed, basically. Okay. Um, they don't have, like, a lifespan until it it just, you know, they get ended. (laughs) Okay. Um... Uh, misconception is people become angels when they die. Uh, the fact is that angels are a separate creation of God, not resurrected humans. Uh, people who are raised to life in heaven receive the gift of immortal life from God, um, and they, they will have a status higher than the angels. Hmm. Uh, misconception, angels exist to serve humans. Uh, fact, angels obey God's commands, not ours. Even Jesus acknowledged that he would call on God for help, not directly the angels. Um... Uh, last one, uh, <coughs> as I'm choking, uh, misconception is we can pray to angels for help. Um, the fact is prayer to God is part of our worship, which belongs to God. Uh, we should pray only to God through Jesus. And that's part of like the rebellion with Lucifer is like he, from what I remember, he was the leader of like the choir of angels. And mm-hmm. so they, you know, they were singing towards him but not to him all the time and he got jealous basically mm. and was like worship me because mm-hmm. you know i'm not getting worshipped 
and then started a whole <laughs> thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, angels exist to glorify God, not to be glorified themselves, basically. Gotcha. The whole okay. Bottom line of that one. But, anyways, so, wow. that that is our research. Some, you know, because, I mean, the thing is about angels is, like, I don't know... There's a lot of, like, cultural cultural references to angels, but, Mm -hmm. I mean, the biggest, you know, the most, I I don't know, I guess it depends on what you think, but the most accurate would be, you know, the Bible where they originally Mm -hmm. stem from. Because a lot of times, like, they're taking these references and using them for something else from the Bible. Yeah. And that was a lot of religion, you guys. And yeah. we're, we're, I mean, getting into the very religious part of Supernatural. Yes. So. And, you know, like, just for a disclaimer for me, like, yes, I am a Christian, but also at the same time, like, I'm not, I don't want people to think that I'm, like, trying to force anything on anybody. It's just, oh, like, Oh, it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm hoping that it's not, but I'm just saying, like, this is, you know where it's coming from and this is the references for that and whether you think it's legit or not that's just mm-hmm. where it's coming from and that's the you know it's super interesting i love to see where the writers have gotten their mm-hmm. their ideas from and it's fun yeah. to see how close to mm-hmm. like the bible they got you know mm-hmm. what i mean so yeah. it is really interesting yeah for sure um so what was your idiot or aspen moment <laughs> so BECU, let me tell you what, was an ass butt. Uh, the BECU, if you guys don't know, is a credit union. Mm-hmm. So I got a new car recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got my loan through BECU. And I had called them and I was like, okay, you know, I am, you know, I've, I don't have an account through you guys. I just have the loan. And so... And, well, and then they give you, like, a savings account through them, so then that way... Because you have to have an account with them of some variety to yeah. have a loan. Yeah, I have had car loans through them before, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, <coughs> oh, I thought you were going to sneeze. Oh, <laughs> I was no. about to be like, bless you, and then I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I was going... Or I was on the phone with them talking, like, how to try to set up all the online stuff, so that way I didn't have to, like call in every time I didn't have to like I wanted to do the paperless thing and all that and whatever um so I'm on the phone with this lady and she's telling me basically that you know she's like okay well basically all you have to do per every month is just put money into the savings account and Mm -hmm. then it'll take it from the savings account on the day that it's due and put it towards the loan and I'm like great so all I have to do is like put the money into the savings account and then I'm done yeah um so I put the money into the savings account, and then on the day that the money or the car payment is due, the money gets taken out of the savings account. So I was like, okay, you know, taken care of, done. And so, and so I get this um, letter from BECU, and I didn't get it until like way later because it went to my friend's house and it was a whole thing. But yeah, um, I get this letter saying, oh, well, your car payment was due on the tenth. And you still haven't paid your car payment, and so you need to contact us. For I was like, the heck, then where'd my money go? You know, like, yeah. what in the world? So I'm on the phone with them going, like, 
okay, so what's going on? Because I was told that the money would just come straight out of the savings account, get paid into the loan account, and Mm -hmm. then that was it. It was taken care of. And they're like, well, you can do that, but you have to set that up. And I'm like... I thought I did. Is that not what I was doing before? Like, (laughs) what's going on here? You know, and so I was like, okay, well, I don't want this to go onto my credit, you know, like, and they're like, oh, well, it's not, like, it won't go on there until 31 days past the due date or whatever, and I was like, okay, but still, you know, like, I was still told that this was what was going to happen, right, and they're like, oh, no, and I'm like, so where did my money go, you know, because the money got taken out of the account, so where is it, like, if it didn't get paid to the loan, and they're like, oh, well, it gets taken out and put, it gets held, or something like that, and then they had to, like, take a hold, or they had to take the hold off the account, and, like, go through, and I had to pay a late fee to pay my car payment, and I was like, are you kidding? I mean, it was like $17. I was like, at that point, I was just so frustrated. I was like, I don't care. Take the $17. Right, yeah. (laughs) That's not, like, it's not worth my time, you know. But still, I was just like, are you kidding me? So, yeah, I had to go through and be on the phone with them for like a half an hour trying to figure out, like, how to, okay, it's like, so then how do I pay the car payment then? And they're like, oh, well, you have to go through, you know, your regular bank and, like, set up a bill payment thing. Like, so, like, I have Chase, Mm-hmm. And they can do, like, you can pay your bills online through the account or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I had to go, they're like, oh, you need to set this up. And I was like, okay. So I had to, like, have them, you know, because you have to put in, like, the billing information for where you're sending it to and all that sort of, like, the zip yeah. code and the P.O. box or whatever. And so that was a whole thing. So I'm on the phone with her going, okay, so what's your guys's, you know, like, what do I do? Because they're like, you type in BECU and there's a couple different things. So you have to like mm-hmm. pick the right one and then you have to put all these different like numbers in. And I was just like, jeez. Oh, you know? that like, sounds so tedious. So, I was, so it's all taken care of now. But I was just like, you know, like don't tell somebody that their bill is going to get paid and yeah. then it's not. And then they're getting like, people are freaked. I freaked out because I was like, listen, I'm not the type of person to just not pay my car payment. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, come on. So, yeah, they were very misleading and they were ass butts. How was the customer service when you were talking to them, though? Were they nice? Yeah, she was nice enough. She was just, I mean, she kind of sounded like she didn't believe me at first. Like, really, are you just trying to get out of paying your car payment? Sort of like she wasn't rude or anything, but she was just kind of like, um, no. You know, which basically to me, I mean, I don't know. At first I was like, are you thinking that I'm just like stupid? Or I think at the end of it, I kind of felt like she was like, who was telling this person this information, you know? But still, I was just kind of like, okay. But she was nice enough, and by the end of it, I was just like, you know, I don't, like, I was like, I'm sorry, you know, I don't want to, like, I was very, very conscious of being calm and not freaking out, but even then, I was still, like, talking fast and just like, you know, freaking out a little bit, and so I was like, okay, you know, as long as it's taken care of, you know, at the end of it, I was like, as long as it's taken care of and all that set up, like, it'll be fine. Like, I don't care. I just don't want it to go on my credit history. You right. Know, that I skipped a car payment. You also, could, you know. the money's gone. Like, where yeah. did that go? Yeah. And so I was like, well, where's the money? And she's like, oh, well, you know, it just got held. Like, they took it out of the account, but it didn't actually go towards anything. It just gets held. Like, they just hold it. And I'm like... It doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't... It didn't make any sense. And I was like, okay. So they had to, like, take the hold off the account, take the money that they took out of there, and then... So basically, they took the hold off the account, which put the money back into the savings account, and then they had to go through and take the money from the savings account and put Mm -hmm. it towards the car payment or whatever. I was just like, jeez. That's a whole bunch of bullshit. Oh, it was ridiculous. I'm sorry. I mean... 
it's fine. It's taken care of. But I was just like, oh, I was like, okay, like panic. And it's like, oh, crap, you know, because I opened this letter and it's saying like, you haven't paid your car payment. And I'm like, well, you know, at the point that I got it, it was like just a couple of days ago. It's, you know, and so it's like Mm -hmm. pretty much the end of the month. And I'm like, the car payment was due on the 10th and it's the end of the month. And I just got this letter and I'm like, oh no, you know, what do I do? Hopefully this can be reversed. But anyway, so it got taken care of, but it was definitely a little bit nerve wracking. And I was a little angry. I would be too, (laughs) for sure. You know, it's fine. Uh, So anyways, what was your idiot harassment moment? Well, this happened a couple months ago. Um, and this friend, Beata, who I adore, um, she had uh, texted me and asked me for my address, mm-hmm. which means she wants to send me an invite to something. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And then I saw a little bit later um, on Facebook that she was pregnant, mm-hmm. right? So I'm assuming, like, oh, great, she's going to have a baby, baby shower. Yeah. yeah. So I waited, like, a month, maybe a little bit more. I never got anything in the mail. Mm-hmm. So um, Eric... Um, messaged her husband to be mm-hmm. like, hey, like, this is a little weird, but beyond Astralyn's address and, you know, never got an invite to the baby shower. Okay, okay, so months before this, mm-hmm. uh, maybe not months, but around the time that Beata asked me for my address, mm-hmm. I had seen um, her husband's mom at the store. Mm-hmm. And um, and we talked a lot, and she was talking about Beata's upcoming baby shower and mm-hmm. blah, 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 how, yeah. you know. Anyway, so I knew I knew there was a baby shower. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And so I had Eric, like, ask him, like, you know, hey, we never got an invite. And Lynn was pretty sure she was going to get one because we had to ask for her address. And this seems like I'm trying not to, like, overstep and be rude. Like, yeah, you know, like, kind of what's going on. But, yeah. yeah, but we never got anything. Like, when is it? Yeah. And, um, and he texted Eric back that it was the weekend before. Ugh. And I was so bummed because they sent me an invite. I just never got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, she just probably thought that I just didn't even care enough to even respond Ugh. yes or no. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that really bummed me out. Yeah. So, so that sucked. But I think everything, I mean, everything is fine between us all. But I was super bummed about it. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Baby showers are kind of fun. They are. And I just love Beata and John so much. They're so much fun. Yeah. So... Anyway, it was just a big bummer. Yeah. Big bummer, post office. <laughs> Jeez. You jerks. <laughs> no. So, anyway. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaswhatspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. You can visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. Or you can go to our website. It's idgitsandaswhatspodbean.com. Thanks again. Thank you.